Have you ever thought about Matt Gates, uh, like still going to those bars where he picked up sixteen-year-olds? You ever think about that? You ever think about how he's a pedophile and they reelected him by a lot <laughs> to the party that says that they want to get pedophiles out of Congress? I think that's funny. and that he has so much power in the party that yeah, he yeah. is capable of deciding whether or not somebody gets elected he, speaker. Yeah, don't worry, the storm is coming. Yeah, the, oh, the, storm, the storm is coming. We're, we're working on it. I, I think it might still be too loud. Maybe, All right. maybe a little bit. I don't know. I actually think I sound a little bit louder than you do. Okay. Well. Actually, that's feminism. <laughs> Matt Gates was uh, secretly executed and replaced with an android. So. Yeah, okay, that makes more sense. He's, re- he's replaced with a clone, <laughs> exact clone of himself, uh, but that clone did not do those pedophile things, and therefore, <laughs> technically, the, the clone is not a pedophile. <sighs> but they have to keep the clone from doing pedophile things because he still wants to do those pedophile things because he's a clone of Matt Gates. What's so his... there you have it, folks. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> so what was his big beef with uh, McCarthy? Uh, which He's just not the... far right enough. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which, by the way, uh, congratulations, Kevin. Yeah, congratulations, yeah, I would like... Kevin. You did it. I would like to join President Zelensky of Ukraine in congratulating new House Speaker McCarthy <laughs> on his on his win, his 15th round um, uh, uh successful successful bid for the position and um like Zelensky, i look forward to a fruitful relationship working with house republicans to secure uh weapons and funding for <laughs> my nation <laughs> you're getting some patriot missiles what most pisses me off about Zelensky saying that is that like he didn't have to bro you know that we're gonna send you money and yeah. bombs like yeah. you don't have to say a fucking word on twitter <laughs> about kevin mccarthy in order to secure that shit from the united states although i i, I did i did see um the there's a tweet from the Telegram that said that uh, one of the concessions that McCarthy had to uh, concede to um, uh, to get that the speakership was from that that core group was uh, uh, price caps on Ukrainian uh, weapons sales. They can say that all they yeah. want, but if the last 22 years has taught us anything, yeah. it's that Congress doesn't get to decide who we send money and weapons right. to. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, <laughs> well, that's I mean, like not... Yeah. I mean, they just need to, like, pr- do more NFT things or whatever, <laughs> and I mean, just, like, the CIA can give them as much money as they want. I, they, no one... I, I mean, it's not surprising that no one followed up on this, but, like, I... Does anyone remember that, like, the Ukrainian government, like, did a bunch of, like, and they said, like, we're releasing some NFTs to, like, support the war effort. And, like, no one knew where the money came from. And, like, no one tracked it. It was just, like, this, like, dark, like, crypto money thing that they just, like, fueled an international war on. Like, no one cares. No no one talked about that. (laughs) Well, and they also (laughs) lost a plurality, if not a majority, of the weapons that we sent them. Like, like, they're just I, gone. Yeah, like definitely. nobody knows where they went. Loose nukes. Really? Loose nukes. Well, they're not. They, we didn't give them nuclear <laughs> weapons, but not officially, at least. Yeah, well, not yet. Yeah, as far as we know. Yeah, those those shits are still the, in NATO it, countries. The, yeah, those documents <laughs> won't come out for another thirty years. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, there's a lot going on. Um, we haven't talked for a month, yeah. so we're definitely going to miss some things in this episode. For um, sure, yeah. But a lot of silly shit. Um, like, so McCarthy won after his what? Fifteenth, yeah, fifteenth. I believe it's the fifteenth. Don't so, don't yeah. quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure it was the fifteenth. Is that record setting? Yes. Okay, because I had heard earlier that there was like a time in history when this kind of thing had happened in the past, but like the main economic concern was like beaver pelts. It was antebellum. It was the it was an antebellum. It was like in the it was like literally 1850s. exactly a hundred years ago. No, I think it was in the 1850s, but. 
I, th- I thought I saw something. It was like maybe it could yeah. be, but in any event, it's been a very fucking long time. Yeah. And that one took three months to resolve, but that's just because they didn't have little electronic voters. I think. Yeah, you know, and they also have a little beep boop. I think they were like contractually obligated to be like blitzed all the time, right? Back yeah, then, yeah, so. yeah. They're all like on like like rum and ale, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, like caning each other. And <laughs> <laughs> also, also, like it took them forever to fucking say anything. Right, he's like it doesn't even have to be about electronics because they're all in the same room, right? It could, but, sure. but but just like to say like no dog was like to the gentle sir from the great state of South Dakota, whom I tell with great South Dakota eff- was not a state effluviance and and decorum <laughs> that I decline to provide him henceforth the contracts of goods and services to which <laughs> he will use for. The company of... I also think part of it was that they didn't have the votes to adjourn. So all they could do is just sit there and keep doing it. Keep doing the the, the, oh, wrong, the bad thing. They were just yeah. totally caught up. Like, they couldn't. They didn't have enough votes to adjourn. That's so the funny. House. That's so funny. Like you know, like just victims of their own like bureaucratic rule set, and they're just Hoisted like by it, their own petard. Yeah, <laughs> just like in a hell of their own making, yeah. where they constantly just have to like listen to people like uh, you know croon for hours about like bullshit. Like also, not everybody had as much decorum as your uh, upstanding gentlemanly, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. uh, thing right there. Like, uh, who was the guy that like went after Marjorie Taylor Greene? Was like, I will not suffer this harlot, or like. <laughs> I think he there called a, her a whore, like on the on the. That's uh, so cool. The there was another guy floor. who like, she liked it, and I don't know that. <laughs> that's part of her brand. Yeah. There was another guy. I don't know the names of any of these ghouls, and I don't care. Don't 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 write to me. But there was the one guy who like grabbed another guy by the face for like stepping up to Matt Gates, and you know, was, yeah, 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 it was yeah, there, there was there was there was a scuffle. Uh, um, the the only way that you could because so it's like see the C span cameras, um. Can't don't capture audio when they're on this on you know in their little bench chair things. Yeah, otherwise you'd get so much juicy hot hot mic. Right? Yeah, yeah, you get some really cool stuff. Uh, so you can just watch the bad lip reading of it, and that's actually <laughs> the best way to like see the whole thing happen. Yeah, because they, fo- because they focus in on the actual like like cool thing of like you know people like yelling at each other and then like someone yeah someone grabbing the other guy's face and you just like watch it and, and yeah it, it just seems like you know like matt gates is like sitting in his chair and he's got like uh some marjorie taylor green it's the other one bobert bobert lauren bobert yeah. yeah yeah bobert's like right next to him fucking smoke show dude yeah <laughs> yeah the controversial opinion there uh, uh, but but it shouldn't be just look just use your eyes all right <laughs> Don't use your brain. Don't use your brain. Use the eyes. And um yeah, and 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 they're just like going back and forth, back and forth, and then like Kevin's like, okay, fine, fine. And he just like walks away, and then like someone else comes in and he's like, you know, it seems to like say something like, You hurt my guy, or you know, like they're like mad at at Matt Gates for Kevin or whatever. Yeah. And they're just like, No, stop it. And they like pull him away or something. I don't know. It's it. It's funny. Something, it's just funny. In, something interesting I learned about C-SPAN is that the reason that we're getting all of these juicy, you know, close-ups of these weird little interactions is because there is no speaker. And when there is no speaker, C-SPAN can record whatever they want. But once there is a speaker, they restrict what C-SPAN is able to record, typically to a wide pan of the room and the podium. Wow. And every single, after every single election, C-SPAN has asked for expanded access to the floor of the house and the senate and they never get it they are always denied by the speaker 
by the speaker and the vice president, I assume. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. So do you think like the right wing is taking this speakership like so, you know, quote unquote seriously? Like you could also say they're taking it incredibly unseriously. But the point being like that there's so much concern about it uh, because they're planning a presidential assassination. And a vice president. <laughs> so, I, it blows my mind that the Speaker of the House is the third in line for succession. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like in yeah. a situation where you have like, you know, ostensibly an actual like ideological and like skin in the game stakes between the two parties. Yeah. You think that they would not have that. And, well, and, but it and wasn't. That line of succession is not very old either. Um, like. I think it's pretty old. 1947. So relatively new or not new depending on where you when you expected that to nuclear be age the case. <laughs> yeah I, I, feel, I feel middle of the 20th century to get around to who is the president after the president and vice president get murked is pretty recent i actually think there was a different line of succession yeah. prior to that i, I think want, it went to the cabinet uh and i, and I, I wonder if maybe the person who was the speaker of the house maybe you know decided so, oh, like, maybe change the line of succession. Yeah, the cabinet is still in the line of succession, though, yeah. right? It's just like yeah. just after. Down. Is yeah. there like a movie or a TV show or something where it's like everyone dies at a state of the union and like the, de- the and then Battlestar like, Galactica? Was, yeah, you're talking about the <laughs> the, the, nu- the nuclear the Secretary Armageddon of, Energy. of, 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 of education. Yeah, education. Yeah, excuse me, education. Secretary of Education. Yeah, yeah. Rock, but, they, uh, but they did like another one. It's called Designated Survivor because that's what they call oh, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think that was yeah. a movie. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, because during the of the union there is a designated survivor there's like one guy or or lady or non-binary, or non-binary person re- yeah secretary yeah, who has to like like sit out the, Can't <laughs> the be state there. of the union so in case they, someone blows up the capital like wow they, they, they become president that's I mean, gotta be such a wild yeah. I mean, the fact that they don't even need to be elected to any office at all, that they can just be elected by the House to be the Speaker, I, I, that is wild. I actually think that that's probably the most Democratic possible third person in the federal government to do it, because at least they themselves are an elected official elected by other elected officials. Okay, fair enough. You're but... never going to get closer to uh, being elected to a high office like other than the president and vice president, I think, in well, the like, federal government. I mean, okay, so we have a pretty unhinged, like, right-wing, like, party in the United States, right? Like, they, it's hard for me to put, like, anything past them at this point. Uh, and so the idea that they could just, like, conspire to elect somebody who would never, ever be elected by the people, and then cap two people and suddenly they're you know holding the nuclear football like, yeah that is a ridiculous uh you know <laughs> perspective in my opinion you know like or, or likelihood you know uh, president ford never elected really yeah he uh uh he's he replaced spiro agnew uh in the middle of a presidential term and then when nixon left resigned he became president Oh, wow. So he never stood. For, never was on a ballot. Never on, never wow. on. And the only one, I believe, right? Yeah. 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 And, you know, he was an honest man. So there you go. <laughs> I mean, given that he never ran for president, he was probably the best president just by nature of that fact alone. Maybe, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you have to yeah. be a sociopath for he, president. He was no Lincoln, but, but he, he, because he was a Ford. <laughs> that's something he actually said about him. Like the that's self-deprecating funny. thing he that's said about funny. himself. It's like I'm no Lincoln. It's just really, it's really fucking yeah, that funny. Is really yeah. funny. Yeah. That is funny. All right, what else we got? Uh, should we hmm. should we get into new college? Yeah, since okay. people have yeah, been blowing sure. up David and I on this topic. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, yeah, so uh, I, I, and I think we probably also have like a decent number of listeners that also tons are, of alums, yeah, yeah, went to New College. So for those that, that shout out to our fellow empty setters, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for those that, that don't know, Brittany and I went to a small public liberal arts college on the Gulf Coast of Florida, and you didn't, haha. Um, congratulations, <laughs> uh, you're probably less emotionally damaged than we are. <laughs> no, 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 I shouldn't yeah, speak no. ill of it. It's, it, 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 it was, um, it started life as like a as a private college mm-hmm. modeled off of like several New England like hippie college Bennington, things. Bennington, yeah. uh, Evergreen, and the, the idea was that you know there's no grades. Um, you uh, instead of like signing up for classes, you like wrote a, you negotiated a contract with your advisor. Like Brittany, didn't you have like like quit smoking as part of your contract? I had quit smoking on every contract. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> failed that part every time yep. <laughs> uh and uh um and you uh, and didn't uh, uzi also made you uh fail a class right uzi did make me fail a class yeah. you, um, you were required and i contractually I d- required to fail and i in one, i did in not class. uh live up to the spirit of the agreement according to him because yeah. i just stopped going to it and the purpose was for me to do poorly and yeah. instead i just didn't go Oh, um, which made neither him nor my <laughs> professor Susan Marks happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is that's the vibe of the place. There's like a student, to, student own and run coffee shop. Yeah, that uh, uh, called the Four Winds. Just to say ran. something quick about the yeah. contract system and why it is so valuable for students. And actually, that was one of the first things that they got rid of after you and I graduated. Yeah. David was they put in a new credit system, and it was because you could take, you could have contracts were always called like three four or four four or four five, which would mean you would take you know four classes and you had to pass three of them. Um, but you could do a seven, three, you could take, you could sit in on seven courses and only have to pass three of them. Uh, our friend James, who, you know, may or may not be listening. Hello, James, uh, was notorious for doing that. He would, yeah. you know, sit in on lots of classes. He broke it. And what was, <laughs> well, what was so wonderful about that was that you were really getting for the money that you were paying for tuition, which at the time we were there was, I think $9,000. Maybe. Uh, maybe less. Yeah. Um, because Florida state has like really, really low uh, tuition, tuition or at least yeah. did at the time um so you could really get a lot out of that you could you could like be exposed to so many different ideas and disciplines and stuff you know without having to worry about uh either passing every class that you were in or you know allocating your credits wisely so that you know you were really getting the most out of the few number of credits that you got yeah and, um, and also from like a administrative perspective it was like impossible to run this college because they didn't know like no one knew how many seats they had to fill because, like, there were a bunch of people, like, taking courses and, like, ah, maybe I'll keep going to that. Maybe I won't. Like, people couldn't get into things because you would start you'd start the semester with it and then not. Or at least, like, this was, like, the administrative the view from administration from on high is that, like, it was hard to manage all of these free thinkers. <laughs> it was, like, pretty well, yeah. fucking annoying. It made the first, like, month of every yeah. semester very fluid because yeah. you would have people constantly coming and going through classes. Yeah. Um, and there was also a problem with trans, like, once you went to new college, it was very hard to transfer because you couldn't. <laughs> I mean, you didn't have Psych One Hundred and One. Yeah, yeah there's like no. You have like the, culture and gender in psychology. You yeah, know, like there yeah. weren't the standard one hundred and one classes that schools look for when you're transferring credits. Yeah, yeah. There were very few course numbers in general. That like there were course there numbers, were. That, but you like never dealt with them at all. Or I don't remember like any course yeah. numbers, but yeah. Uh, but so what was like the slogan to this place? Was it like no grades, no fear, no parents? <laughs> I don't think, I don't know if they had no an grades, official, no yeah, right? <laughs> I don't know if they had an official slogan. The only one that I remember was that, um, 
that the natural state of the universe is ecstatic wonder and that we should not settle for less. Yeah, that, that was that, so. Like the, the, stu- the student so it government was like acid mandatory. Yeah, kind of. it was. <laughs> so so the, the 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 student government um, in their constitution. Um, just like, and because it was, it was a living document, you know, like they, they, they would just like every once in a while and the stu- the legislative arm of the student government was town, ta- was a town hall. So it was just every student was a legislator by default. Oh, so that, you could, that rips. So you could, and I, I was, um, uh, I, I, I was like, I was the speaker of the house. For, for this. <laughs> so I, I would run these Congratulations. Town, yeah, yeah. And I, I would run these town meetings. He was very good at it. Uh, and, um. Uh, and so anyone could come up and be like, I would like this statement to be enshrined in the constitution of the college of, of the student government. And so like, and so there would be all these. So, and so in the constitution, there would be occasionally be like all these weird things in them. Like shout outs. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, what was the star Wars quote? It was a star Trek one. Yeah. It was just like, uh, the, the, um, the new college student Alliance recognizes that there is more to running a starship than answering a bunch of damn fool questions. Yeah. <laughs> It's just in there. Yeah. Um, Which meant that a lot of, and you know, that town hall would vote on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which meant that a lot of times you would go to a town hall and they were relitigating some bullshit that some other town hall had decided on last month. Yeah. Uh, uh, Yeah. Um, And so, like, yeah, so, like, that was fun. A lot of drugs. A ton of drugs. Which is Um, one thing that made it kind of the conservative boogeyman was that it was all these liberals talking about, like, you know, uh, transgenderism and doing tons of drugs and... Yeah. Yeah. um, And again, you know, like, and, you know, to get, to get serious, I mean, like, it was a, a bastion of LGBT, like, everything. Yes. Like, I... Those um, kids were free as fuck. Yeah. It was ranked in the top yeah. five most LGBT friendly colleges in the country for years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Probably then, still is. Yeah. I don't know. And then Glenn Beck uh, ranked us number two for um, most dangerous uh, colleges what was in number the country. One? I think it was like Oberlin or something, <laughs> which our, pres- our, our president had previously come from Oberlin. So I was yeah. like, come on, just give it to us. <laughs> I, I, I threw a party. Uh, daring Glenn Beck to make us number one. It was just like everyone come and like do things that would make us number one, and we, and we were like, like there's a lot of bong smoking yeah. in public, and like yeah, and effigies the, of Bush. Those yeah. like you could really do a lot of things that were illegal out in the open um, because the police were extremely lax. In fact, I think I was the first student to ever be reprimanded for yeah. weed. Yeah, ever. Um, yeah, that was wow. a real turning point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was because we USA. had a new uh, you RM. got that high. <laughs> no, you know, it wasn't even that. We had a new RN who, like, just RD. didn't... RD, yeah. yeah. Who, oh, RN, is that that's a, a registered nurse. nurse yeah. Yeah. <laughs> RD, um, <laughs> who just didn't understand the culture and didn't really respect it and, like, wa- just was, like, a rules person and wanted to enforce rules. And it was a... It was spring break, and I was still on campus because I was always on campus because I worked, so I couldn't go home. Um, and I left a elephant-shaped pipe with the carb on the butthole and i loved it so much and i like smoked it and i left it sitting in my dorm room and then i went outside to smoke a cigarette and when i came back in she was in my room doing an inspection and called the police and they took my they took my elephant pipe and i had to write a an essay per the dean's office so i wrote an essay on how uh, on carceral uh the carceral system and criminalization of drugs and, and, and how, how you was, don't want to go how there it, how yeah. it affected uh, how it affected um black americans and the yeah. poor and stuff um nice so. yeah well that doesn't sound very new school that sounds pretty old school yeah. <laughs> i mean it definitely yeah. you know carried on a lot of the same traits that it had in the 60s and 70s it was just very kind of loosey-goosey like 
not a lot of enforcement of rules. And that was really great for some students and really, really terrible for others. It yeah, had, a had a very high, high attrition rate. rate. Yeah. Yeah. Like we had a lot of dropouts, especially in their first and second year. Yeah. We had a lot of students take five and six years to finish. And it, would get, and it was getting worse <clears throat> because the... It was starting to build itself as like it, as the honors college, right, of the state of Florida. So you'd get kids that that had like helicopter parents, a very regimented education. They had like always done all these other things, and they had like a framework to succeed in, right? And like and like the and you get the brass ring and you move on to the next one, and then you show up to new college where it was like, what do you want to do? And they're like, well, what, what, what am I supposed to do? And they're like, what, what do you want to do? And they just, and, and yeah, you just, get a, you, just no. happen for like a, four years. You get an eight page paperback with a check mark on it. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Just, I was looking for a check plus. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For God's sake. Uh, they, put some effort I, I, into that. I saw, I saw a student get that, that happened to them once where they're like, what is this? And the professor is like, I, you, it's fine. And, you they're, did it. and they're like, and they're like, but like what? And he's like, and he just like puts a plus next David, to the check. I'm that student. You're talking about me. That's you, right? Yeah. It was Uzi Brahm and he actually ended up putting an h on my paper yeah. he was Ooh. like what do you want a letter grade and i was like well not necessarily and he took the paperback and he wrote an h on it yeah he's like here you go wow <laughs> yeah wow because so, the problem was he hadn't written very much commentary on it usually yeah, you'd yeah, get a paperback and you'd get like a long so instead of getting the grade, right? is yeah. like improvement uh, yeah. uh, uh critical um feedback so you'd get n- these narrative evaluations where you know at the end of a, of, of a semester you would look on your various courses and you would get like a usually pretty long, depending on the professor, um, description of, like, how you did and what you need to work on and, you know. And, and there would well, be some professors good. that never ended up writing. There was, like, evaluation to come and they would just never fucking write it. Well, and so you know what? A couple times. Those, need- those professors never had any advisees. They yeah. never had any thesis students because you also wrote a senior thesis, mm. an honors thesis. Mm. So you had to do this very big project. And it, it was kind of a shame because the faculty that were the best at their job ended up with the biggest workload because all the students wanted to work with them oh got it yeah yeah well you know i think they're doing a good thing you know they're letting their professors run wild and free and that's just like the old saying goes let your professors run wild and free. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and i'm so sure it'll it stay that way dis- forever yeah so of course it had to be destroyed so this is a headline from Tampa Bay Times. DeSantis seeks conservative overhaul at Florida Liberal Arts College. And uh, so he has um, uh, appointed what uh, Tampa Bay Times calls hardline conservative loyalists into leaders, leadership positions uh, in, at the college. Um, he's appointed... You can do that? S- yeah. So, oh, because it's public. Yeah, it's public. Okay. Yeah. So- and and, uh, and all of the... Uh, all of the... There's 11... I think maybe twelve now. Uh, universities, public universities in Florida, and the board of trustees are directly appointed by the governor. Wow! And uh, and they had a bunch of vacancies. Wow! New college had a bunch of vacancies because it's the runt of the litter. Yeah, it's it, they they graduate they graduate like. 300 students a year? Yeah, maybe. Three or four? Yeah, no, less. No, no not, much less. They were like 100 and something in my graduating yeah, class. Yeah, but like. The whole the whole college is like seven hundred and fifty eight hundred students. I think it maybe have gotten to nine hundred. Maybe a little more now, but yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and, and and so they 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 he he was like, oh, there's all these vacancies at this super liberal college where there's like a ton of gay kids. Uh, so let's get a bunch of people who hate gay people to run it. So I also yeah. think that it was naturally. I think yeah. it was overlooked for a really long time, even under Republican governors, because it was such a prestigious school. Mm-hmm. And so changing too much about it would damage some of that prestige. And you know, these rankings have you know such 
these colleges like live and die by their rankings. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. the fact that it was highly ranked and it did have, it was one of the most prestigious honor colleges, public, public schools in the country. You know, I think they let a lot slide, but But now it's pure ideology. Yeah. Like, and so a non-culture warrior governor would see it as like a jewel of the state and try and like, you know, maintain its reputation and like all that. Or at least not fuck with it too much. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, you see like, you just like, some insane percentage of students would go on to grad school. We had, uh, we've always liked to tout that we had more, uh, Fulbright scholars than Harvard. Like huh. we would just like, we, would just, we like, we would consistently get like five or six Fulbrights every year, yeah. you know, for like, a, for like a school that small was well, like incredible. Well, like, don't worry but, because future governor Jair Bolsonaro <laughs> is going to yeah. reinstate real, the, uh, glory of, of the, uh, <laughs> New, new college. Did anyone see the chair he was sitting in? No, but I did see him wandering around a Publix. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. Relatable yeah. content. Yeah, right. Just like wandering around the grocery <laughs> store, just like looking at things. It was just like, yeah. I saw this picture of this chair. I'm sorry, this is such a detour, no, but I did. I saw this picture of this chair that he had been sitting in and it was like covered in stains and it looked like it was fucking disgusting. He made every single one of those <laughs> things. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay, so... um. Of the six appointed by DeSantis, the marquee names are Christopher Rufo, a conservative activist who helped turn critical race theory into a conservative rallying cry, and Matthew Spaulding, a government professor at Hillsdale College, a conservative Christian college in Michigan. So, um, Rufo, I had never really, I'd probably heard of him before, and then, you know, one year and out the other kind of thing, but, like, this is the guy that made, like, critical race theory, like... A bu- uh, like a bug like the issue yeah. for like parents yeah. in america and he's like our right age really yeah he's he's a millennial um he lives in like the pacific northwest and he just posts he's a poster he's a rising grinder yeah yeah and he and he just like got the attention of again desantis because it's just ideology culture war yeah. bullshit and he's, he's just like it's going to be funny to own the libs by making this like really reactionary mean guy like a a a, a board of, like on the board of, of the school um, another one, uh, other appointees, uh, Charles R. Kessler, the editor of the conservative Claremont Institute's publication, uh, the Claremont Review of Books, Eddie Spear, the superintendent of Inspiration Academy, a private Christian school in, in Bradenton, that's the, um, county just above uh sarasota where the college is that um that has as as its mission to quote cultivate nourish and inspire students using a mentorship model to develop an integrated life of faith from the inside out in an environment of family care and love uh uh, mark bowerlean mark bowerlean a a pro donald trump english professor at emory university whose latest book the dumbest generation grows up casts a critical (laughs) eye on education for giving up on the class classical canon and instead allowing students to choose for themselves what they want to learn so obviously perfect yeah perfect perfect. fit and then a um so every once in a while new college the uh the the uh, uh uh the that proves the rule uh, shows up and we do occasionally graduate a Republican. Uh, and, and so he found one of them, uh, Deborah Jenks, a new college alumna who currently is a securities mediation lawyer in Palm beach County. Now, like, I mean, like, so here's the thing, right. It's like, we talked about like all the liberal stuff that is like very, um, you know, you, you can all imagine what all that stuff's like. I w- immediately after I graduated, I um, found out that the alumni association, uh, the board for the alumni association was um, an elect was elected, and so I was like, I, I love my college. I want I want to get on the board, and so I ran and won um, so hard. 
getting on the board that they uh, made it, they, they stopped electing people to the board because everyone loved me. Like, I just like doubled the next person. Wow. Because so I, well, like after a there was a concerted yeah. campaign against you. Yeah. Well, because I, I, I used Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It time. was the Barack Obama yeah. of, the, <laughs> uh, of the alumni board. It was like, it was like 2010, you know, it was like 2010 and like everyone else was, was, you know, like a boomer or something. Yeah. yeah. And I was just, I yeah. Was they like, were writing letters. And yeah. Like, so I like, posted on Facebook, like, I'm going to run for alumni association, vote for me. And then I just got a ton of people. They're like, how do I vote? I don't know how to vote. I've never received any ballots. What is this? And so I would just send all the stuff to the alumni association. Like no one knows how to vote. Come on, get them to vote. I, I need, I need them to vote. And, and so I, they won and I got on there and it was like, and they were, and I would just, I would try to politicize the board. I would be like, it would be like, um, uh, uh, um, like, let's make a statement about how the Florida flag is still the stars and bars. You know, like, let's do all that. Well, at the time, there was a student who had hung a rebel flag yeah. in their dorm room, like, off their balcony or yeah, something. And, right. and, and, and I was like, let's put a statement out on this. Like, that's that's racist. That sucks. And, and I remember when I was a student, there was a rebel flag in a dorm room. And I was fine with it. Like, I, 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 was, I wasn't smart enough yet. Right. And I, but I learned something. Because I went to, you know, you know, as part of that, I was like, you know, we should, we should say something about it. And like, no one on that board wanted to do anything about the rebel flag ever. And, uh, um, we're very, um, like, we're very it, like, it's culture. David, we, it's, we, it's, we it's freeze peaches here. Yeah. That's well, what we do. Yeah. And it's Southern culture. And it's like, you know, so, and so like, they were just trying to be apolitical. Yeah. yeah. They didn't, they weren't interested yeah. in waiting. They were interested in fundraising yeah. for the school and they weren't in fundraising, you know, and, yeah. um, elevating their own careers. And, yeah. you know, they weren't interested in wading into the politics of this liberal yeah. university. And so because no, and, and I'm just going to say it, you know, like now that, this has happened. I feel like it could have been prevented if they had been a little bit more militant earlier on, because of course this was coming. But no one in any of those positions ever wanted to take a stand on fucking anything. I don't know that there's anything that anyone could have done to prevent this, though. I, th- I, yeah, because I mean, like, these because this position is like directly appointed yeah. by yeah. the governor. Yeah, I think I think though they could have been ready to be on more of a defense they could have you know like like florida higher education does actually have a union which is it, it's a um uh, a right to work state but they do actually like there's the united faculty of florida like they do have a union interesting they could you know they could have been doing a lot of stuff there to protect faculty uh from whatever this board is yeah you know britney's right like they couldn't stop the board but they could be do a bunch of things to prevent the board from doing stuff to them and to changing things and like no one I, I don't think there was there was any fight in a lot of no people. appetite for it. Yeah, yeah but uh, uh, yeah. So, so like, what's this new uh, you know conservative board doing? Are they like doing like um, you know conversion therapy like so, at college now? So, so what they've said is that they want to turn the they want to model the university after Hillsdale College or Hillsdale University. I can't college, remember yeah. college, which is a private Christian college that liberal arts college that focuses on the classics the greek and roman the the western classical canon mm. um and so it's a very regressive notion of what the liberal arts are it's a very you know kind of like western man western civilization uh, approached education which is honestly it, it it's probably more the opposite of new college than an engineering school would be because mm. you know the the certainly the western canon is an element of education at new college there is a classics program um 
but it's dwarfed in size by, say, the anthropology program. Like, fair, fair. Um, there is much more emphasis on, uh, you know, colonialism and uh, like multiculturalism, and uh, it's 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 almost antithetical to the what the role that New College has served since its inception. Now, I'm such a STEM idiot, like in that I don't actually know what the classics are. Like, are when people refer to like the Western classics, are they talking about like? Plato and Socrates? Yeah. Are they talking about like Homer and the Iliad? Yeah. Are they talking about like Thoreau? Like, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's the Western intellectual tradition. So well, it's I'm just saying there's a from... lot of, um, there's a lot going on that's contradictory there. <laughs> uh, I mean, Thoreau, for example, like was basically like Zen, you know, like. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know that any of it, it's, it is no more or less contradictory than any other intellectual discipline. Right, fair, you fair. know, like if yeah. you were to talk about African studies, like that has plenty of contradictions within it as well. But fair. it is it is the white Western European intellectual tradition. Okay, reaching back from Plato and Aristotle up to, you know, uh, I don't know, like Walden. I, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't give you names because I didn't study the Western canon. Fair. Um, Me neither. <laughs> but I think it is mostly a an emphasis on like classical Western civilization. So that would be like Greek and Roman. Okay. Okay. So like a pedophilia cabal. <laughs> <laughs> man, boy, love a lot of focus on man, boy, love. Yeah. So there's a, God, that is pretty sus when you think right, about when it. You think about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's hard to, say like he's like a lot of people are like very instant instantly like what do we do like we have to do something i have to like def- he's like i mean like like i i i, 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 I have barricades. i have like the symbol of this college tattooed on my arm like it's the most cringiest thing like you could imagine someone could do i don't think it's cringy i think it's, it's pretty, a nice tattoo I, it, it well it, it helps that it's like a good it's a nice looking symbol designed by <laughs> imk so it's like it, it's it is nice looking also but like i um uh uh but it you know it's, it's like a lot of people that like really really love this place and mm-hmm. like it changed their life completely and so they have a lot of ownership over over it and people want to do something and like i know i know i i have that impulse too but like we keep saying, like it, they're they're governor appointed seats. Yeah, there's it's no, hard to know what could be done. There's no appeal to anything. Well, you know, you just gotta got to put a bug in the ear of Bolsonaro. Like that's <laughs> that's think, the solution. I think the only real thing that could be done is to hope for a different governor in the future that could be um, petitioned to change it back. Because yeah. like changing this institution is going to be no small feat. Like mm-hmm. you got the students you got, you got the reputation you got, you got the professors that you got. Unless you were to do full, like full scale, like firing of professors, unionized professors, um, flunking out of students, changing the entire reputation of the institution so that you start getting the kinds of students that you want, that's going to take time. It's going to take a lot of effort. So I don't think that it's like all doom and gloom. I don't think that it's like, you know, we woke up yesterday and new college was gone as it, as it once existed, but it is going to take concerted effort to turn that train around. Mm, yeah. um, and, and it's I, also six out of 13 board members. Mm, right? So yeah. it's, but, but I mean, like this board has had like a World War II general on it. So it's like, it's, it's not like a, the board itself has never been. And it's it, not particularly they, liberal. Yeah. yeah, no. And they've had like Republic, Florida's had Republican governors for a long time. So it's like, I think the board is probably 
not you know it's, it's probably pretty conservative in general to begin with but like we were saying right like those those conservatives are just like we have an elite institution and maybe they do some weird stuff and they dye their hair a weird color but you know like they they give us connections to harvard so it's fine you know yeah <laughs> yeah well you know france had the sans culottes at the tennis court like maybe you know the new college. They should have put their pants on. It, it was very inappropriate <laughs> and very new collegiate. I will yeah, also I say. say, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so maybe the, uh, the the new college will be you know the 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 fulcrum in the coming social revolution yeah. in America. So it'll be like the blue hairs at the pickleball court. <laughs> or I don't know what what, what, what uh, type of well, see, sports we, they do we, there. We played uh, drunk soccer on the tennis courts. Drunk, drunk soccer on the tennis courts. Yeah, that yeah. sounds like and fertile ground. And drunk kickball ground. on yeah. Mother's Day every year. Yeah. Yeah, which uh, is mostly a mechanism for reminding all the students to call their mothers. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. sweet. That very sweet. That is yeah. very it sweet. Was, it was in the way that the calendar year worked. It was usually like you were usually pretty done with classes by then. So like just, but like everyone's still in their dorm. So it was like it was a very residential campus because you're extremely in, residential because you're in Sarasota, Florida. So it's like ever it's like the the college itself like brought down the median age of that county by like fifty years. You know, <laughs> so it's like, yeah. Uh, uh, it was actually hard to get off campus. You had to solicit yeah. for permission to live off campus, um, and, and the housing off campus was expensive anyway. Very so. expensive. Uh, so yeah, a lot of them living together, and you just yeah, it's crazy. Well, prayers up yeah. for the uh, the new college, and hopefully, yeah. uh, you know, the the students um, can you know push back against uh, any any weird bullshit that uh, DeSantis is trying to shove down their throats. Yeah, and thanks, Chris, and to the listener for indulging us and letting us talk about it. It's a very special place. Like I had my, I still have my gripes with New College. Mm-hmm. I there were a lot of things about going there that I hated and that weren't good for me, but um, it is still a very very special place. And uh, it would be a real shame if it, you know, if it didn't exist the way that it has for so long. Uh, Everybody deserves to experience something like that once in their lives. And very few people get to. I uh, did not experience something exactly like that. You know, I went to RPI and then WPI before that. But I do, you know, while we're giving shout outs, alma maters, Mm -hmm. um, uh, I would love to give a shout out to the... um, Massachusetts Academy of Math and Science, which is a program that changed my life in a really big way. Uh, and very, very few people had the opportunity to do that. And uh, what it was, was a 50 kid um, magnet school, which meant that it was a public school that you had to like test into and it went for the whole state. So some people were commuting like pretty far to get into it. But um, what it did is it, it collapsed uh, junior and senior curricula into one year. Uh, and gave like a ton of homework. Basically it was like a more than full-time job. Like you went to school for like, you know, 30 ish hours a week. And then you had like an additional 20 ish hours of like homework every, every week, uh, on average. It sounds like IB, which was the program David and I were in the magnet program. I hated that. And it was really rigorous and intense and like, not everybody like, you know, like there was pretty not everybody graduated, right? People left because it was really intense, but like it was the best college prep that I had ever gotten such that the senior year of high school was literally just a freshman year at WPI. So I ended, only ended up going to like two years of high school because um, I, I skipped my sophomore year to get into this program. But like the program really like set me up for success within an engineering, you know, school like environment as well as just like at, I think an earlier stage instilled the, 
principles of physics, mathematics, and like, you know, there was also a lot of cultural stuff. Like we did a lot of, you know, humanities and readings and stuff. And it was just a really great program that I think massively benefited me. And uh, like I said, only 50 kids like in per class per graduating year were allowed to get into it. So it was just like, I don't know. I think that you, you were talking about IB. Mm-hmm. What, what's that stand for? International Baccalaureate. Yeah. It's basically like that. I think that it, like um, programs that allow for if, you know, like an opt in high degree of like, you know, uh, like a Intellectual high rigor. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think are really beneficial. <laughs> like if, you know, like, I think, yeah, I really like the Mass Academy of Mass Science, and I'm glad that it still exists. Yeah. You know, I, we, we should move on to a new topic, but I also realized that, like, we forgot to mention that part of the reason that the right hates, especially the right in Florida, hates New College, is because their, prod, their son, <clears throat> the son of Florida, like, white supremacist politics, <laughs> went to New College and was deprogrammed. Uh, oh yeah, yeah Derek, yeah, Derek, Derek Black, Black yeah. Uh, went like I again. It's one of those things where like every once in a while, New College admits like a a, a Republican, right? You but know, at this time, he was like a, like a, a prodigy of white supremacy, the white nationalist, white movement, nationalist yeah. movement. He was like on the uh, the radio every day with his dad, and then he went to New College and uh, became an anti racist and became that, a liberal. Yeah, yeah, and that was um. Uh, uh, that, that probably pissed off. That a was lot de- of that people. was because that was devastating yeah. to that movement. Yeah. He was he was going to be the new prince of white nationalism. Yeah, they sent him there to infiltrate New College. Like they, <laughs> the, their reason for sending him there was to do to the lay opposite the groundwork of for doing what, what they're doing now. Ha- yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but we we turned them. <laughs> Speaking of great white peril. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, at the same time that a 100-year blizzard was ravaging uh, western New York, uh, it was 45 degrees here in the Capital District, one of the warmest months on record in December. I was really expecting, and I think it's still very possible, that, like, this blizzard that hit um, western New York, particularly Erie County, uh, you know, the county that contains Buffalo. Well, nothing can contain Buffalo. (laughs) But, you know, geographically speaking, where... Buffalo is, is located, located anyway. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the home base of yeah, Buffalo, yeah. but truly you Buffalo know? is a yeah. New York state of mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was really expecting this to be like the Katrina of the North, <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. like just like a really horrific scene. And it was. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, dozens it's not, of people died, right? Yeah. So the I, I was looking around for an updated um, death toll. I saw something as high as 61. But that was on that was on like physics.org for some reason. I don't I don't really understand why. Yeah, that sounds like there. a reputable source <laughs> yeah. for uh, explaining how many people died in a blizzard. Yeah. Um so the 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 latest number that I could find was December 30th. Um this is from uh WGRZ Channel 2 NBC Buffalo News. Um Ooh, that was good. You might have a career in <laughs> yeah, broadcasting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is like seven days after the the blizzard began. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, where the medical examiner's office um, con- it had the confirmed death toll of Erie County at thirty nine. R.I.P. And, and and here's where it, it's it's and when you break it down, it, it kind of gets worse. All right. So the death toll in Erie County stands at thirty nine, according to the county executive. A total of thirty one were in the city of Buffalo. 
Seven in the suburbs and one is still unknown. Uh, the deaths in the suburbs were across Williamstown, Amherst, Chikatawa, Chik- uh, Um Of the confirmed deaths, 20 are black. That's a pretty high percentage. Yeah, 18, know, 18 are white and one is Hispanic. So Buffalo is like, um, it has a lot of black people in it, but not at, uh, that is way out of parity with the percentage that live there. Yeah, right? it's yeah, disproportionately so it's, black, but not that disproportionately. Yeah, so, so yeah, like, I like look, for, for upstate New York or for, yeah. For the know, national average. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, because it's, it's just who I am. I went to the census, uh, to just check out what the Erie County, um, demographics were and uh it's 13.8 percent black in erie county wow but which oh. the country's about 11 percent, i think last day yes yeah so it's like so 80 percent like, of the people that that passed away in the city are, are it's closer 50. to 50 it's 50, 50? yeah it's so, 20 versus 19 yeah oh okay 20 bad. black yeah. versus right. 19 yeah. not yeah and um that's that's fucked up, you know, That's like really fucked up. Right. I, I, which I, which I, I mean, you could to some degree use this as a proxy for poor people. Right. I think. Right. Yeah. Class is raced and race is classed. Yeah. And so I, I, I think that that um, pans out when you, when you look at like where they, they found uh, uh, people. So um, uh, they're explaining some of the situations that victims were in. Three of the deaths were from EMS delays. Right. So it's you know, like the paramedics can't get to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you had some non-Blizzard-related health crisis. Yeah, that, like a yeah. stroke or a heart attack or something. Yeah, seventeen were uh, found outside in the cold. Right, so that's, that's so exposure. Tragic. Yeah, yeah. So it's exposure either because you don't have a home or because uh, you know, like you don't have a car and you're trying to get home, or your car broke down and yeah. you're trying to get someplace. Like I, I watched an interview with a barber that opened up his shop during the blizzard and he had i think like 18 people come in out of the cold and yeah. a bunch of them stayed there overnight yeah. and like there was one of them that had like severe hypothermia and took like five or six hours to basically come to yeah. and like had not gotten into this barbershop that you know the guy just like stayed there and put a thing out on facebook trying to you know be a, a refuge like would have died yeah. yeah and so you know like I can't, I can't, I can't even imagine like, you know, like going down to the corner store and there's like somebody who just like sleeping on the ground and somebody nearly dead. Yeah. Or just like somebody who's actually dead. who just like didn't make it indoors. Yeah. Like it's insanely tragic. Uh, Four of the victims were found in their cars. Four were cardiac related deaths from people clearing snow and 11 were found in their home. Uh, It's uh, a, in the wealthiest country in the world you know it's yeah. like i in, in a city in one of the wealthiest states in the country one of the wealthiest it, states yeah. in that country in a city that regularly gets a ton of snow yeah, yeah. right it's and and and, again, and you know just like racking up those wins new york state democrats like they moved heaven and earth to make sure that this uh you know like this asshole like party machine democrat was able to become mayor instead of india walton mm-hmm. and he has done he's done nothing but like just dis- like take apart and dismantle the city government so that it can't fucking function in the face of an emergency and just like that's that's what that's you get. blood on that's blood on his hands and the hands of every person in democratic leadership in the state yeah well, which is indistinguishable from the Republican leadership in that county. Well, yeah. Because they yeah. work together to get that guy 
to still yeah, be in they, office. They literally did. Like, yeah. <laughs> like that was really shameless. Yeah. Um, and you know, like, I don't know if India Walton would have individually been able to keep the cuts from public services that, you know, like likely had a huge amount to do with yeah. the, um, the, the losses of life. Um, but like, yeah, it's, it's a troubling trend and lessons won't be learned, no. you know? Um, and like, you know, did they have power, uh, energy, uh, uh, stability issues? Cause I know that during the actual Christmas, I had read that there was something like, four million americans yeah. that were in the dark because of failed energy systems yeah. mm -hmm. like which is heavy that's heavy you know that's like like we, we we just uh saw on the news um uh oh we didn't even talk about it because it happened during our break fucking fusion oh yeah they oh yeah fucking fusion they we figured fi out figured out fusion they figured out how to get net energy production using lasers in doing fusion which is like amazing but like I think if, you know, the current energy instability uh, of America, you know, the fucking uh, richest country in the world, the most highly developed uh, technological productive capacity in the world, um, it shows you anything. It's like the technology development of fusion isn't going to be enough because there's no. still going to be like huge sections of the country, even when, you know, say 20 years from now, we've like uh, commercialized that, that won't have energy stability, not because of, we don't have the technology or even the wealth to, you know, put in that direction, but because it's simply not a priority for our ruling it's class. It's not just that it's not a priority. It's it directly um, in opposition to their interests. Natural gas and fossil fuels are never going to allow fusion energy to allow like net energy production with no expense and no very little yeah. nuclear waste, which is like the huge upshot of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like it's it's way but also cleaner. it's basically free. Yeah. That's the that's a huge problem. Yeah. That's yeah. we yeah. could we you know, I mean, Tesla invented the Tesla coil what a hundred year a hundred years ago, more than a hundred years ago. Mm. Like we could have free, like universal Wi-Fi on the entire planet right now if we wanted it. Oh, you're talking about like uh, using the Earth's um, uh, what do you call it? Like uh, harmonics to uh, like. I remember this thing. I, I we should do an episode on this just to see how much like it's just how much uh, of it is real. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But like yeah. something about the idea of like charging the ionosphere in a DC like thing like to the planet so that you could just like throw it up in an antenna and get free electricity that like it's generated by like the magnetic core of the earth. Yeah. Like I remember hearing about that like when I was like you know, first getting stoned in college <laughs> and uh, being like, oh my God. Uh, but yeah, maybe that's a thing. I don't know. It, Who knows? If, if it was a thing, we wouldn't be allowed to have it. I can tell you that <laughs> yeah, much yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah, fair in, enough. In high school, I got, I think it was, I think it was for this project. I got like fourth in county on my science fair by trying to uh, charge a battery with static electricity in the air. Oh yeah? Yeah, it was like, I took a bunch of coax cable and I... Uh, ran it back and forth on my on the clothesline in my backyard and like put it into a like a some, some I you're took something out of a car or something I was like and, and tried to like get electricity from the air to like charge a battery it like barely worked yeah but, you're a regular Nikolai yeah yeah it was so um, you a child were able to yeah. make it barely work <laughs> yeah interesting yeah. interesting yeah. I wonder what an adult with a million dollars could right? do I know for real yeah 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 because I mean it is a technology that we use uh, to power some low orbit satellites uh -huh. it's just like a, a cable like dangling and it just like picks up 
uh, electrons from it. It's like, interesting. It's like interesting. We, we should do a Tesla yeah. and let the, um, the inventor, not yeah. the fucking car brand, um, yeah. uh, deep dive, uh, because he had, I think, uh, frontal lobe schiz not schizophrenia um uh what do you call it seizures um, yeah yeah um when you have epilepsy epilepsy yeah and i believe that was what people have you know post mo po post-mortem um uh diagnosed him with but he had hallucinations and he had a romantic um affair with a pigeon that's so cool <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I don't think it was sexual. I think it was just romantic. And I but love that. You know, I love that. He, yeah, the yeah. Allegedly, he wrote in his diaries, he's like, I've never had a love affair with a woman, but this particular pigeon was the closest thing that I've ever had. To yeah, them. famously asexual. Yeah. Yeah. Tesla, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the last thing about, about Buffalo is that, yeah, we were talking about electricity. I think the, the, the big thing was um, they weren't clearing the roads. Uh, which is why I was I was I was thinking specifically about the city uh, being at fault, and, and why I'm not saying the county is is uh, um, they they uh, uh, it would it took forever to get the roads clear, which is why so many people died in their homes and w and without waiting for EMS and uh, yeah, it was uh, um, uh, was, was was that and then and then of course at the, at the same time, which is what made me start thinking about it, it was like Katrina was that like the police like the only thing they were doing was like oh people are looting. Uh, we're, they always we're, do that. We, yeah, we have to like. Yeah, we have uh, to demons. stop the looting. Yeah, yeah we have demons. To... They were doing this in Kentucky during the floods. Yeah, right. Yeah, like they were just like people did not have what they needed at all, and like there were like cops everywhere, just like scaring the shit out of yeah, all of these people all who do. are like hunkered down and like doing mutual aid and being like you know watch out like you know there's a curfew everyone's looting. And Give me like, those Kool Aid packets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pay for those. Yeah. Show me your receipt. Show me your receipt. <laughs> Speaking of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Walgreens has admitted that it maybe, maybe just a little bit overblew the <laughs> amount of theft that was happening in their stores last year. Oh yeah, yeah. So they had initially uh, uh, predicted that it was going to be three point uh, three point six or something percent. I can't remember the exact figure, but now they're saying it's more in the mid twos, which is pretty normal for a year yeah, for them. Yeah, um, in what they call shrinkage. Um, <laughs> more on that in our bonus. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> A spokesperson for Walgreens admitted that they spent a lot of money hiring security guards and that it didn't really mitigate any theft whatsoever. Bro, That's... you're not supposed to tell us that. <laughs> <laughs> That's because thieves are sneaky, okay? Yeah. If you're good at it, you're not going to get caught. And well, employees don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. And, and neither do the security officers. No. I mean, like, you, 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 like, you, you get paid to stand around with like a fake badge. Like, why yeah. would I do anything? They're paid by the hour, <laughs> not by the uh, arrest. Yeah. 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 In fact, the guy even said, maybe we cried too much last year. Yeah, I think they did. I mean, it, yeah. this was uh, on the heels of um, the um, uh, George Floyd uh, uprising. And there was like this, you know, every single national publication, whether it was like New York Times or uh, the Washington Post was putting, you know, regular articles out for like weeks on end of just like crime sprees of like mass shoplifting like happening at um basically like we're living in a lawless bedlam yeah was the narrative yeah, and they, they were describing particularly like, parts of california yeah, yeah they were describing like gangs like looting walgreens to like sell toothpaste on the black market or which, something. yeah black like market the, toothpaste and deodorant i yeah, remember it was that like the dumbest like just on its face the dumbest argument super dumb <laughs> and there was like organized crime of lootings of like higher valuable like thievable goods like that did like happen. formula 
and especially, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say not, not at Walgreens, but like, you know, there were jewelry stores and stuff like that. There was a thing that was happening in the 2020s where there was like video evidence circulating on the internet of like people who had just basically gotten to the fuck it point yeah. and were like, all right, well, everyone's in masks anyway. Let's just like go and like, you know, like grab all these diamonds. And so there was an uptick of that to a degree, but like definitely not formula, toothpaste, um, diapers. Like there wasn't a huge like market, uh, black market um, thievery and resale on like basic need staples. Right. Uh, I think that's not really true for formula. Formula, oh, yeah? yeah, formula is sold a lot on the black market yeah. well, because it's, it's so expensive and it's so necessary, and you can buy it cheaper on the black market than you can in a store. And that's pr- if that's I, why it's locked up in most stores now. Well, I didn't know that, but I don't do know that the reason why there's a formula shortage was like that there was uh, extremely it was lax, like botulism. Yeah, yeah, there yeah, was yeah. really lax regulation that led to like infants being poisoned. In like a couple of major uh, manufacturers. And then there was a knowledge in the federal government that when they went to stop those manufacturers from producing for a period, that there was yeah. going to be a shortage. And they, and they did absolutely nothing about it. They could have bought it, it like, from Canada. And they yeah, yeah. And they, they, and they finally did it once there was like such an extreme shortage. Did she scratch you? No, she sneezed. Oh. <laughs> it startled me. Bless you, Karma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kitty. Um, but yeah, there was such a, uh, a severe shortage that I remember Bi- Biden did. Um, it was like Operation like Fast Formula or something where he was like importing Terrible, like right? cargo ships using like, um, yeah. you know, uh, federal like military planes and shit of like baby formula. But like that was just, you know, many, many important pillars of our technological society being like purposefully asleep at the wheel yeah like you know but uh, just to uh, just to go back real quick let's let's be clear on something if if baby formula is stolen and sold in an underground market that does not result in a shortage that results in a in a surplus there's less waste and it's cheaper for people to buy yeah like you know that's more people will get formula if it is stolen and sold outside of the conventional economy baby formula is one of those things that like should definitely be free Right? Like definitely yeah. be free. Like there's yeah. no reason for baby formula not to be free. Like a society knows they're going to have kids and they know statistically that like there's a certain need for formula to offset like uh, the inability for every mother to uh, appropriately nurse. Or at least and, like, like a like a federal price cap. Yeah. Right. Or, you know? but <laughs> it's just like literally investing in the social reproduction of our society. Yeah, much it's like education. Like, it is yeah, a social good that yeah. all of us benefit from yeah. if, it is, if it is free or at least cheaply available. Yeah. And yeah. there's not about like um the uh the 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 problems caused by malnutrition of infants it's like we have WIC for a reason right like why isn't just baby formula like made by the state and like distributed for free to anybody who needs it like that's like we could have a little bit of communism as a treat just a little bit like that would keep you know the like an irreducible minimum like from having things like just Direct deprivation of need for especially infants should just be a thing that we technologically eliminate. Like, and you know, what's really fucked up is that the institutions that often step in to fill that gap of you know people who are pregnant or have just had a child who need formula and can't afford it is uh, organizations like churches and crisis pregnancy centers that uh, trick people who are pregnant into thinking that they can't get an abortion (laughs) and they do it by saying, we'll give you free diapers and we'll give you free formula and blah, blah, blah. They do these things that are inherently social goods by providing these things to people who need them. But the trade for that is, um, 
not letting them know their full options for uh, healthcare in those instances. And uh, Kathy Hochul uh, has line item budgeted to give money to these CPCs. Um, really? Yeah. Wow. If you're interested in doing work on that and you live in the Troy or Rensselaer County area, you can join the Troy DSA Social Fem Committee where we're doing um, lots of work on CPCs. So, Fuck yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't think that you would want to consider a car share as a good thing. Oh, sharing, which is, say, less cars, right? <laughs> car, yeah, but it's cars. I mean, Yeah, but, you know, sometimes I, you need a car. I think it's cars appro- the right thing sometimes. I think it's appropriate to have some cars. Okay, well, let's do that one then. Sure. All right, cool. Let's do it. For sharing. Nice and sharing. local. As okay. a treat. Trojans can have a little car. Okay. As a treat. Okay. All right. All right, wildflower time. I don't know how to start this. Don't, it's already started. Okay. Okay. Who here likes cars? Boo. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so, um, from the Troy record, that uh, CDTA, our local uh, transportation authority, uh, has launched its own car sharing program. Oh, I like sharing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, Capital Region Drive. <laughs> and, and and that's a. Uh, I don't think it's an acronym. It, it just it's just all in caps. Okay, probably probably stands for something. But. Drive. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, the drive program is a uh, um, a uh, 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 what they're calling um, part of their expanding sustainable mobility offerings, which also includes uh, the their you know the, those bikes that you can rent. Yeah. Um, and, uh, this cool thing that they have like flex on demand, which is kind of like Uber, but a big, like econo van like shows up. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. They, they they've br- had that for a while, right? They've had it for like a, a year and a half, I think, or something. And they've been slowly expanding it. It's in like the more rural parts that of their service area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And the, the idea is, is basically like a very, a pretty limited, uh, uh, Uber. I think it, it's. I think it's actually a really, really good idea for rural poverty. Like if you like, if you're like a, a hard up family uh, living out in the sticks and you can't afford a second car, and like there's someone that like needs a trip to the doctor's office or the grocery store every once in a while. I think this is this is a really, really uh, uh, good idea. And also that kind of shit will never make money. So yeah, it's public <laughs> that's, service. It's yeah. something that should be a, a public service. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so now they they're. Um, they're launching a car share program. So the uh, the locations where you can pick up these all electric cars. All oh wow! The, all the cars are. But are electric. they like Priuses or something? Uh, I don't. I can't tell. They look like they're pretty good looking hatchbacks. Yeah, they might four be four seaters. They might be those Chevy Cruises. Maybe I'm yeah. not sure. Okay, five door. Yeah. Um. Uh. You can get them at the <laughs> Albany Public Library on Delaware Avenue. Um. Uh, Maria College, St. Vincent de Paul Parish. Uh, the closest one to us is the Cohoes BRT station at, on Remsen Street. Oh, that's not very far from here at all. Yeah. Uh, Lark uh, slash Washington BRT station and the Albany County Department of Mental Health parking lot. Right. So this is also another smart thing that they did where they put these stations connected to other transit options. Right. So you take the, the bus the to bus, the car rental to the car rental to get to your final destination and you bring it back uh pricing is is pretty good C- customers can book a vehicle anytime for five dollars per hour along with a one-time twenty dollar application fee uh that five dollars an hourly rate um is good for the first 150 miles of driving before customers accrue a 35 cent per additional mile charge 
wow, that's not too bad at all. So basically they put the, the, the 35 cent per mile because these are electric vehicles. So yep. they probably have like pretty limited range. So they don't want to incentivize like road trips on them or yeah. something. No, I, I like that. I think, uh, yeah, you know, like cars as a treat, but I mean, like, yeah, I mean, there are things <laughs> like, you know, like grocery shopping, like, sure. like until mm-hmm. it, it, this is a problem with like when we, when we think about like replacing cars is that you're not replacing the car you're replacing the like the 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 transportation like psychology of trips where it's like uh uh, like on-demand trips where it's like i need food i need to go to the grocery store i'm going to buy a week's worth of food at the grocery store and haul it home in a car right like that entire decision matrix has to be rearranged Mm -hmm. to uh, buy food less often to get to buy it closer to like you know like all these different things have to have to have to change it's not just replacing a car with a bus or something yeah, yeah if you're that. buying food for a family of three and you have to use the bus to do it that is that's extremely frequent yeah. bus trips yeah uh that's hours and hours every week just doing the task of getting food for your family yeah, yeah. And, and that and that only that really honestly I'll, I'll say it only becomes marginally better if the bus is like every five minutes you know like to the point that you don't need to like like plan out the stop or something if you just yep. like go to the stop and you'll you you can assur- be assured that like something will show up very soon right like even that you know like lugging a whole bunch of groceries onto a bus sucks yeah, yeah. right so it's like i think there is like an appropriate place to like temporarily grab a car to like lug home something from the grocery store mm-hmm. home depot something like that for as long as we have these big box stores yeah like it, it makes sense like the, because the both of those things the big box store and the car like made each other right? sure yeah, yeah. And, and so you can't just like get rid of one and assume that the other will be just as useful and convenient so you you do have to like figure out how to make the two work together temp- you know somewhat yeah yeah, I mean, yeah so. we've talked about this when we did like library socialism with the mm-hmm. uh, wrong boys um, that, you know, there are just going to continue to be things that people occasionally need that they don't need to own themselves, yep. but that, you know, can be shared in common and, you know, things like a pickup truck, whatever. So, uh, and listeners know that I've been a, um, lifelong, uh, cyclist as my primary mode of transportation and never owned like a personal, like car vehicle. Um, uh, but I have been blessed with the, um, uh, relative proximity to other, uh, owned vehicles. So I've sure. been doing car sharing, you know, most of my adult life. And it is one of those things that like, I really need to drive like twice a month. I needed to do like a big grocery haul of like mostly frozen stuff that I'm going to keep in a chest freezer and like eat off of. And like, if I had like a local fresh market that I could like bike to or walk to, that's where I'd get like my greens and my bananas and everything that goes bad really quickly. Right. Cause I'd just yeah. be able to like go and get that conveniently and eat it while it's fresh. Like, you know, get that every like four days on like my way home from work or something sure. on my bike. Um, and so maybe like that's a model that we could move toward like smaller uh distributions of things that are like highly uh non-shelf stable but then like these sort of central like you know mark 32s or whatever for everything that's like durable and storable yeah and if you needed a car twice a week to get groceries for your family Mm -hmm. that's ten dollars a week that's that's forty dollars a month that is so significantly less than the cost of owning a car like by so so much yeah especially if you get one parking ticket in downtown (laughs) yeah Yeah, and and chris like the 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 pace that you're describing like how where and when to get groceries and stuff like that that was what happened before we had supermarkets right it's like to the degree that you 
bought food at the scale that we buy food now, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you would go buy a local store that was, there's this really interesting book called City. It's just called City by Douglas. Oh, great title. Yeah, right? Yeah. By, by Douglas Ray. Um, That's that, like getting a really good Twitter username uh, in yeah. like 2011. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. It all, but all, but on, the, on the flip side, it makes it like absolutely terrible to like Google this book. It's like, this is why I'm the author also. Uh, Ray, R-A-E. Um, and he looks at um, the history of New Haven, Connecticut. And he actually documents like, like stuff like grocery stores, like how, like where stores showed up and where they disappeared. And, and you just like, just so many, like dozens and dozens of grocery stores in like the, in like the teens and tw- in 1920s. Right. And then the great depression hits and all those factories that, go out of business, right? And, and warehouses that all like go vacant coincide with the need for very cheap food. And that's how you get the modern grocery store. Huh. Is that these first grocery stores, these supermarkets, these markets that become super, right? <laughs> are um are, are are put in old warehouses. Sure. Uh and, and cheap they, real estate. Yes, cheap real estate is it's big, lots of lanes and 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 they flip the um uh, the the idea of like you would go to a counter and you'd say I want I need like this much coffee this much sugar or whatever and someone would go get it for you but this but this would enable lots of people to get food at the same time mm-hmm, by mm-hmm. getting it yourself in big aisles huh and, like, very interesting and, and so that was all invented it, it, it's one of the things that the Great Depression kind of like so this made, was made real this was one of the um, previous uh, to the supermarket like the uh, cold storage building that we covered in a previous episode uh, yeah, that's yeah. like falling down onto right. the rail tracks mm-hmm. and yeah. stuff like that was you know the purpose of it, it yeah, was yeah. to have like it was like a local depot of like durable like frozen things that people could go and get in bulk yeah we, well which, also which, it was it sent it out to other yes, places yes, exactly. like on trains yeah. yeah which made sense before we had the modern trucking just in time delivery sort of stuff yeah. that we yeah. do now yeah yeah so, um yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, all that is old is new again. We'll keep you posted on how it works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's actually kind of really nice. It sounds really nice to me uh, because I we we are a one car household, mm-hmm. and um, you know David is often at work using the car, and mm-hmm. so if there's a way for me, once it, hopefully if this expands to Troy, which would be cool, yeah. or something yeah. that you can like order. Um, but we would need self driving, I suppose, for that. <laughs> and <laughs> our is daddy Elon is happen. busy with Twitter, yeah. so yeah, yeah. Right. Well, fuck yeah. I'm definitely going to give it a shot because the same thing, like my, my wife owns a car and she uses it to, uh, both go to, uh, her like, uh, work, like commuting and also to like visit like a- a elements of her family, which I go with her like about half the time. But, um, the times that she is out and if I yeah, ever need car. a car, yeah. like I go around by either motorcycle or bicycle. Uh, but now I have the option that if something were to take me further or I couldn't haul what I needed to, I could just bike right over to Remsen street. So that's yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, and so if you didn't notice, like all of those sites are in Albany County and CDTA is like. In co well, Yeah. That's Albany County. Oh, sorry. I didn't yeah. Know that. And, and so they're, they're looking at um, uh, like where to put new ones based on like use, activity and usage and stuff. So, you know. Here, give, please. Yeah. Give them a shout. <laughs> let, them, let them know. Yeah. yeah cool. Right up the hill. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Iron Weeds. Hope you enjoyed it. We missed you. Yeah. We hope you missed us too. If you didn't. That's a shame. Um, <laughs> we're about to re... Why, why are you listening to this episode, then? <laughs> <laughs> we are about to re-record our treats episode because we had um, equipment malfunction last time and we were like on the brink of our break and I, you know, I was, I was just, I didn't want to re-record it. it it's my fault. All of it is my <laughs> fault. I take full responsibility for it. Um, but you'll get three bonus episodes this week if you're a patron, so that's pretty cool. 
Hell yeah. Um, and yeah, we're going to be talking about treats under late capitalism and yeah. what it means to, uh, to be indulgent and to deal with your burnout and to, you know, have your nice little thing that you should feel guilty about having, but you do it anyway. So if you want to hear more about that, you can go to patreon.com slash ironweeds. And um, thanks to all our new patrons that we somehow managed to get over the break. You are the real MVP of 2022. <laughs> we see you. We hear you. You're valid. And in the meantime, you can find us on Twitter. Ironweedspod. And on Instagram. Ironweedspod. And send us an email. Why don't you? We'd love to hear from you at ironweedspod. At gmail.com. Thank you so much. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Peace.